Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, joined, as always, by Anthony Chang. Anthony, how's it going? Good. <laughs> We've been sitting here uh, for the last, like, 20 minutes going through our all-star picks. Uh, so we're going to get to that at the end of the episode. Um, but we'll start with Heat stuff because it was another... I don't want to say an impressive win for the Heat last night, but another noteworthy win for the Heat uh, last night. We're recording. Uh, it's about noon on Tuesday. They won that 118-113 overtime game against the Kings last night. Um, one of like the uglier wins of the season for Miami. Uh, pretty much looked toast for a lot of the fourth quarter. Um, you know, they've been bad in fourth quarters lately. They were down late. They really just like couldn't get a stop at the end as they were trying to come back, but somehow managed to force overtime and then win it in OT, even though they tried to give the game away one final time with with the turnover before James Johnson blocked a three uh, in the last couple seconds. And James Johnson was kind of the story last night. Uh, 22 points, season high for him, two blocks, uh, four of five from three-point range. He actually now leads the team in three-point percentage on his Still relatively small sample size, but Highest in the room, 48, like, yeah. James, like James Johnson said. Yeah. Or the, or the Travis Scott, he said, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 48.4% from three. Um, James Johnson's back, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a small sample size, but it's certainly, this has certainly been an encouraging development. I mean, two weeks ago, we would have said James is now like a key rotation piece. Mm-hmm. Like, two weeks ago, we were saying, could the, could the Heat even trade him? Right. Um, he's He looks healthy. He looks in shape. Um, he's effective on both ends of the court. Uh, he's making threes. I mean, what is he you now? 13 of 22 on threes since we're yeah. in the rotation, like shooting basically 60% on threes. I mean, this is, this is. I mean, he's not, I'm not saying he's 2016-17 James Johnson yet, but he looks probably closer to that than he has the past couple of years, I would say. Yeah, I guess I forgot to mention, but Jimmy Butler didn't play last night, which yeah. kind of opened up the opportunity for James Johnson. And Bam was really rough for pretty yeah. much like 40 five minutes last night um and that opened up an opportunity for them to kind of go back to that 2016 17 yeah. offense where just pick and roll with goran and james johnson and kendrick nunn playing the role of Deion waiters yeah kendrick nunn playing the Deion waiters role and it was an impressive win like there was so many things that went wrong for the yeah, killed mean, on the offensive killed glass on the offensive glass where they took 22 less shot fewer shots than the kings that he committed 20 turnovers mm-hmm. And they win in overtime. Yeah. Without Jimmy Butler. I mean, that's an impressive win. Yeah, it was against Sacramento, but considering what they had to overcome in that one um, and the contributions they got from, like, all around the roster, I mean, Kendrick Nunn, again, continuing his really strong play, 25 points, seven rebounds, six assists. I know he had six turnovers, but still, for a rookie, yeah, 25, seven, and six, and I think over the last five games. Yeah, and it like, wasn't even a talking point after the no. game because, like, James carried them in the fourth quarter and Bam made the big play on that lob yeah. from Goron and then the defense tightened up in overtime like Kendrick Nunn was the stabilizer the entire game and um, he's kind of found that role over the last few weeks as the offense is well we can talk a little bit about this is maybe seem to start to regress just a little bit yeah um, you know maybe Jimmy's poor shooting is starting to catch up to them a little bit but Kendrick Nunn is emerging is that like you said uh, he was playing the role of 2016-17 Dion he kind of like is what the ideal version like you would have expected from Dion this year, right? Yeah, and look, he played 43 minutes last yeah. night. <laughs> He's playing like 30, 35 minutes every night. Like the Heat needs him offensively. He gives them another guy who can create offense for himself. Because his team has so many guys who 
or spot up shooters or like need yeah. that dribble handoff to kind of get going or um, but Kendrick is that guy you give him the ball and he find he goes to his spot he knows where his spots are and he can get to those shots consistently I mean we've seen it it's not like this is something that he's not in the scouting report like mm-hmm. he consistently can get to his spots on the floor and he consistently makes the shots he's shooting very efficiently um, and again last night he was the focal point of the offense he was basically the point guard for most yeah. of the game. 25-7-6, and six. yes, like I said, six turnovers, but, I mean, he, he's really picked up his play as of in January. Mm-hmm. He wrote about it last week, yeah. earlier this week, um, just how kind of he, he bounced back from maybe a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. Um, and he's playing probably his best basketball of the season right now. Yeah, and, they've, like, it's kind of he's stepped up. Obviously, James has stepped up, and it's let the Heat, even though the, I think there's probably been kind of the worst, like, 11-game stretch of yeah, the season or whatever, 6-5. and five. Um, you know, they're kind of skating by even though, you know, Jimmy's been banged up and, and not shooting as well as he could be. I mean, Bam played one of his worst games in forever last night. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to need nights like James had last night very often. Like, they're not going to need him to be a focal point no. of the offense. Like, how often is Jimmy not going to play and Bam going to be a non-factor? But, um just the ability, the fact that he can do that, you know, let's say there's foul trouble or guys who are hurt and you need to run a pick and roll with him and for two minutes just to keep the offense humming, he, he proved that. And then the three-point shooting is, I mean, that's, is he going to shoot 48.4% all year? Probably not, but if 60% he's... 60% right now. Yeah. For the, since he got right. the rotation. But if he's, you know, if he's just, like, capable and mm-hmm. the guy you have to worry about then it lets you kind of play him as that stretch four type. You know, they've obviously they've liked playing Myers a lot as kind of that stretch four on offense or the stretch five on offense. If James can do that, he gives you a huge defensive boost that this team really needs right now with Justice potentially out for a long time. And, you know, they've obviously struggled defensively all year. I think that's the biggest thing. He – if. He can make that three-point shot. Right. I know that's not his game, but if he could just hit that and teams have to respect Yeah, if you have that, to respect it, yeah. He's a, a two-way player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as good as this team is, they haven't, they don't really have a lot of two-way players. It's yeah. Bam, it's Jimmy, it's Justice when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Derek Jones, yeah, he can, he's, he's gotten better offensively, but he's still, you know, not the best offensive player. He's not known for that. Um, but James is truly, if he could play like right. this, he is a two-way player where He's not a liability on defense. He can be versatile. He can kind of fill the role of Justice when, while Justice is out. Brings that versatility that Myers and Kelly don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then offensively, he's if he makes these threes and he could, you know, he obviously can drive, get to the basket. Could he? He can pass the ball well, uh, attack off the dribble. So, it it's very valuable. Um, this is something that this we didn't know that this roster had up until two weeks ago. Right. We didn't even know if he was going to play a game again for the Heat. Um, and here he is, like, a big part of the rotation. And honestly, the way he's playing right now, I'd be surprised if he's ever out of the rotation for the rest of the way just because he is, like I said, a two-way player, and right now that he need that. Yeah, the only way, I mean, I guess it would be if Justice comes back yeah. but even at some then, point. I mean, in the playoffs, again, you win with two-way players because yeah. you can scheme other guys out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, to, the lineup they were pretty much using as they were trying to come back in the fourth quarter last night was – Kendrick Nunn, Goran, um, I guess Duncan at the three, and then it was James at the four, and Bam as the center. And in that lineup, there's three guys who are not particularly good defenders on the floor. Right, which is why they play zone so much. That's why they were in zone yeah. so much. And, I mean, that's you need a guy like James Johnson in a game like that. And 
if we feel like the biggest problem this team still has is the defensive ceiling, then he is the, I think, the most clear fix for that on the roster. Um, And I don't think either of us think a significant trade is particularly likely, especially with Justice potentially out for a long time. And, you know, Dion is a toxic asset. Like, there's just not – it's tough. going to be tough to make the money work. So if James can be that guy, he – he elevates this team and, and fills one of the biggest holes that, that kind of we thought they had on this roster. Yeah, and, and defense is still the issue. I mean, I, yeah, I, you know, the last eleven games, the six and five stretch you were talking about offensively, they have slipped a little bit to thirteenth in the eleven game yeah. stretch, which this team has been a top ten offense mm-hmm. most of the season, so that's a little bit of a slip slippage. But defensively, in the last eleven games, they're nineteenth. I mean, yeah, uh, they're, mm, yeah, they're 19th defensively. So yeah. that's just that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can win games with a top ten offense, but again, when the games really start mattering there in the playoffs, like you're gonna need the defense to be better. And having James in the rotation over a guy like Kelly, which I think Kelly still ha- you know, he's still Yeah, I mean he obviously last night still, he played he's and... still effective, but like for what this team needs right now, I think James is kind of fills that. Yeah, it'll be uh he James Johnson mentioned last night that like he still, like, isn't totally, you know, he hasn't had his biggest games when uh, Jimmy's been on the court. Mm-hmm. Like, his two of his best performances this year have come in the last couple of weeks, in both in games where uh, Jimmy was out. Um, he needs to be able to play with him, right? That's the, because that's the whole idea is you get that, you know, we talked so much earlier this year about the the Jimmy, Justice, uh, Bam defensive trio. If you can slip James into that, you know, obviously James is not as good a player as, as Justice at this point, but if you can work that, if that trio can work on offense, then you've got that kind of defensive potential that, that kind of we were salivating about uh, two months ago or whatever it was. Yeah, and, and again, that's without, with Justice out. Like, yeah, that's you need him. Huge, and he, he, he's not exactly Justice, but he brings a lot of very similar yeah. skill set. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, that to me, yes, it's been kind of a – Probably the roughest stretch of the Heat season, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the most encouraging things from this season is the James Johnson kind of yeah. resurgence, I would say. And uh, you know, he and it's good. I mean, it's good for the Heat too because he was a guy that you what is he the third highest paid player on the roster, mm-hmm. fourth highest paid player on the roster, just sitting on the bench. Yeah, that's wasted money. And he's also could be, you know, you're not trying to trade him right now, but this helps his stock. And next year when he's an expiring contract, if he could actually be an effective contributor to this team in the playoffs or for a play you know in a playoff run like he's a guy maybe you could he, he'd be another trade asset so yeah. i mean you have to look at it in so many different ways it's good i mean the fact that he's playing the fact that he's in shape the fact that he's healthy it's all good things for the heat yeah is it do you feel like on offense for him to coexist with with those two guys it has to be about the shooting for the most part or do you think some you know the things that he does best on offense, he can bring to the table when you have a guy like Jimmy who you know likes to score a little bit in isolation, and when when you're trying to run guys open for threes, um, it, does it have to be about spacing for him more than anything, or can he carve out that same role even if it's in a, a smaller capacity? I, I think it's the same thing with the justice. It's like the Justice Jimmy Bam trio, um, where they're going to be really good defensively. That's yeah. not the worry. It's mm-hmm. can they score right. And and numbers wise, that Justice Jimmy and Bam trio was not good off. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, defensively, it was amazing, and that's why they were so successful and down the stretch. That's kind of what you need, and you know, and when the game slows down. 
but the same thing with James. Like they're gonna be good defensively. It's three guys you could switch. Mm-hmm. Three guys who are plus defenders. Um, but if James could hit that three consistently, yeah, it gives that lineup a little more spacing than that it probably needs because that lineup there's not much spacing there. Jimmy's not shooting the three ball well. Bam doesn't shoot threes. You know James isn't known for his three point shot. But again, if he could have you know, defenses change the scouting report on him because he's making it, it'll help that the spacing a lot more and offensively it'll just open up things i think his confidence is important too like yeah. he's one of the more confident guys i would say like on the roster right like through it all right? yeah like he always and you know you see him taking the you know, there's no fear with him taking those no. threes late in the game pretty much when like if he, he makes two threes in the fourth quarter if he misses either of those with the way that the heat were struggling to rebound and, and defend they were probably not going to win that game um but he obviously delivered on both of them and no fear on either of them, and, and that's what you can trust from him. And and that's uh, like we said, it's important of any anything that you gotta at least know he's going to take that shot. Yeah, and that lineup I was looking it up right now is a plus ten. I mean, they played I think twenty five minutes together, mm-hmm. but they've been yeah. a plus, and I'm sure that's a lineup they'll use, especially with just this out. Like it just makes sense. Yeah. And uh, the advanced metrics that lineup is one. Their offensive rating is really good, one twenty six, and their defensive rating is very good at one hundred. So it's been yeah. an effective trio for them. Probably you could say, again, small sample size, 25 minutes, but more effective than even the Justice Bam Jimmy trio. And I would say probably that is because of the three-point shot. Mm-hmm. Because he is making it out of, like, league best. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're trying to continue, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you're making shot at a three-pointer at a 60, 60% rate. Like, that's – the lineup with you in is going to be pretty good. So, you know, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if those three guys are in the game late because it's working right mm-hmm. now. All right. Uh, we are just past the midpoint of the season, um, so it's kind of been like that time to, to think about, to reflect, right? Right. Um, so we figured we would do, like, basically, you know, right now the Heat, as we talk, are one game up on the Celtics for the number two seed in the East. Um, a two seed that we've talked about is, is really important because of how kind of jumbled that yeah. two through six pack you is avoid yeah the, and you avoid milwaukee yeah. conference final so basically we're going to do one reason each why we think uh the heat you know can sustain this and get maybe the two seed or at least keep this pace up and win close to i don't know what their pace is right now but 58 and something like that and one reason why we think maybe this six and five is is a sign of a little bit of regression um so you want to start positive or negative? Start with the negative. Okay. <laughs> What's your reason? Um, well, one number one, the defense. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's, what is it, like 14 to 15 yeah. right now? I mean, middle of the pack. I just, to me, this team has always been built on defense. And I know their offense is top 10 right now. Um, but I just don't think you could, over the long run, with the way this roster is built, I don't know if they could be a 58-win team with a 16th best defense. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's tough. Um, another reason is that they're 13-6 and six in clutch games, which... Yeah. I 6-0 and oh in overtime. 6-0 and oh in overtime. I, I just... There is some skill in that, but I think a lot of that's luck mm-hmm. when you're talking about, like, a one-possession, two-possession game where, like, it's a make or miss. And my theory on it is it's usually going to even out. Maybe not over a season, but over probably a span of two seasons, it's going to even out. So I wouldn't be surprised for that to kind of come down a little bit where maybe there's a few more close losses over the second half of the season mm-hmm. and things start to even out a little bit. So 
kind of those will be my two things. Um, I still think they're gonna be a fifty-one team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know if they can go fifty-eight. Like they're on a fifty-eight win pace. I yeah. don't think that's gonna happen. I could see maybe like fifty-two, fifty-three. Um, but again, I think th- those are the two issues: the defense and maybe their success in cl- close games, where maybe I can kind of come back, you know, to 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 hurt them a little bit over the second half. Yeah, I like that that second point, particularly the close game thing. And and to me, the reason to think that uh, fifty eight might not be realistic is, I think, actually, you know, I kind of feel like the defense, what they're fourteenth, like that's just kind of what they are to me. Like right. it's yeah, kind of always point. what they've been. Um, but I think the offense, just this little downturn. If that is more than just a little downturn, and maybe you know, you know, Tyler Heroes kind of maybe hit a little bit of a wall. You know, he's not been the the same sort of efficient offensive mm-hmm. player he was early in the season. Um, Duncan actually, like, has hit just, like, a by his standards, a little cold spell. Um, I think well, he's, he's dropped... 40% yeah, I think he's dropped out of, like, the top 10 yeah, in the yeah, league yeah. in three-point percentage. But he was such, like, yeah, no, considering the volume, that percentage was baffling. Um, and then Jimmy just has not kind of found that shooting touch yet. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to say that, not to interrupt you, but I was going to say, like, can this team keep winning with Jimmy? Right. Like, not like, making threes and basically shooting 40%. Right. He, like, if he, if he gets it going, like, because they weren't going to be able to lean on Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn all season long, although maybe Kendrick Nunn yeah. they will be able to. Um, but that's kind of the concern for me is is Jimmy has to get going at some point if this offense is going to be, I think, you know, they, I don't know what their season rank is right now. Um, eight yeah, yeah, like if they're going to stay top eight, top nine, top ten, Jimmy has to get going because I just, at a certain point, you can only kind of smoke and mirrors your offense so much. No matter how many good shooters you have, you need to have the one guy who's, uh, you know, like an all-star level offensive player. And, and you know, I, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Jimmy and Bam are both all-stars in both of our minds, but, like, that's as much because of their defense right. as yeah. anything. And team, yeah, of course. And their overall game more yeah. than offensively. And one other point to make is the Heat are holding teams to a league-low 32.7% shooting on threes, which, again, some of it yeah, is some scheme and defense, but a lot of that has to do with some luck. Yeah, well. yeah, Like, the Heat gave up a lot of open threes last night, and Sacramento missed a lot of open threes, mm-hmm. and that's what's going to happen in the zone. Uh, can they continue? I mean, they've done it for one half of the season. Maybe it can continue, but, you know, a lot of the Heat's losses are because teams that night, they just mm-hmm. make their open shots, and that's yeah. all it comes. I mean, maybe that's going to happen more. I mean, again, they're hold te- holding teams to a league-low three-point shooting percentage. I just don't know. If that can continue, that's uh-huh. like, that's is, the question is: Is that sustainable? All right, let's be positive now. Why why can they win fifty eight and finish second in the East? Well, they have three more home games and are obviously over the rest yeah. of the way, and they're obviously a much better team at home. What are they? Nine, league best nineteen one at home, I think, mm-hmm. right now. Um, and also, according to Tankathon.com, they have the fourth easiest remaining schedule. So, schedule wise, like they. They're set up to win a lot more yeah. games, so uh, you can look at it that way. And I mean, again, like they've, the, what they already ended their season series with the Lakers. They already played um, the Raptors twice. Um, they've played a lot. They I mean they played a lot of the good teams already. Um, and again, they have a lot of home games coming up, and they have a lot of te- teams against inferior opponents. You know, games against inferior opponents coming up. So I, I think the schedule is in their favor the rest of the way. Yeah, mine is kind of similar, but it's, it's kind of just about the way the East is jumbled is, you know, there's good teams there, obviously, but it's also just because 
because all these teams are flawed. Like, are they going to win? Are the Heat going to win 58 games? Probably not. But could they win 56 and still get the two seed? Yeah, because yeah. I, I think uh, the East is pretty deeply flawed. I think the Heat um, probably have, you know, as many all-star level players as anyone in the conference other than Boston, who probably, you know, has just like this most strangely structured roster. And, you know, they're obviously kind of fighting an uphill battle right now. Um but I think the combination of just that talent, that that baseline top level talent, um, mixed with Eric Spolstra, like right now he is the best coach in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and coach that's a huge like, Canada, yeah. like that is a huge. Yeah, you know, when you look at the fact that the Heat has only lost back to back games twice all year, that um, you know they can win a game last night. Like they did because they draw up an inbound play from Goran to Bam when, you know, no one was able to like kind of create their own shot on a super consistent basis and, and make tough shots. Um, I, I think the the Spo factor is is huge for this team and my co- you know, we they're gonna have two All Stars at Jimmy and Bam and they might have a third because Eric Spolster yeah. might have to coach in the All Star game. He's not gonna get it. I told him. I, I think we were in uh, Oklahoma City. I said, "You keep winning, you're not gonna have a vacation." Because he just loves. Like he doesn't even watch the All Star yeah. game. He just goes. You know, he leaves and goes on a trip with his family, which is well deserved. But he might actually have to work this one. <laughs> um, but and, and uh, to build on that, they, this team under Spo has been better down the stretch of seasons. Yeah. Like, yeah. The t- like numbers wise, like. Entering last season, they had a 6.53 winning percentage in March under Spo compared to a 5.80 winning percentage in every other month. It's mm-hmm. so like this team has gotten better as the season's gone on, um, and pair that with the schedule. I just did. I just went through it right now. They have five remaining road games against winning teams. Like that's pretty. That's like nothing. Pretty favorable. Yeah. yeah. Pretty favorable. So again, there are issues to kind of keep an eye on, but. It's set up in his favor. Yeah. Without, you know, going the rest of the way. Yeah. All right. Before we finish up, uh, we're a few days out from All Star starters getting announced. That comes out uh, Thursday. The reserves will be announced uh, on January 30th, a uh, week from Thursday. Um, All Star voting closed yesterday, I guess, right? I think. Yeah, yeah Monday. Monday. Yeah. Um, so we figured we would do uh, kind of our full picks. Anthony gets to vote on the media committee, so his actually matter for the yeah. starters. Yeah. Um, but we figured it would be a good way to kind of assess where Jimmy and Bam kind of stand in the picture and, and just kind of uh, check in on the league as a whole right now. Um so let's start with the East so that if you guys don't care about the West, you guys can turn it <laughs> off before we finish. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so let's start with the East. Who do you have as your five starters? And these actually counted. Yes, they counted as whatever one fraction of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so my guards at Boston's from Kemba Walker from Boston, Ben Simmons from Philly, um, Giannis from Milwaukee, Joel Embiid from Philly, and then I did vote Jimmy Butler as a starter just because – I mean, his plus-minus numbers are really good. Yeah. The, the Heat have been really good with him on the court. Um, all around, you know, as far as his defense, his playmaking ability, just everything he does on the court. Yes, he's not shooting the ball well, but somehow he's still leading the Heat in scoring on an offense that's in the top 10. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all those things, I, I just I think he deserves a starting spot. So my vote also counts for one whatever of the uh, fan vote. 
And uh, those are the same five I had. Um, I, I guess Siakam is per- currently in that last forward uh, pole position um, over Jimmy. And, yeah, you could make a case just kind of on the per-game basis mm-hmm. stuff, but I just think the amount of games Siakam has missed and, and the fact that the Heat are – you know, they've, I think, clearly been the second-best team in the East this year. Um, you know, they've been in season. second yeah. pretty much. Like, yeah. I know it's close with Boston, and they've gone back and forth a couple times, but the Heat has pretty much been in second yeah. the whole way. Second through um, fourth pretty much the entire Yeah, line. and I so think they've probably had second longer than yeah, anyone else. So, um, yeah, again. They're and in the, second right now, that's what matters. And they're in second <laughs> right now. Um, and, yeah, I know the, the shooting percentages aren't there, but the free throw numbers mm-hmm. are, you know, as good as pretty much anyone in the league, not named James Harden. Yeah. So, um, kind of makes up for it in other ways. Um, was there anyone else you can? I, I guess I'm sure you kind of debated on that Siakam Jimmy thing. Um, was there any uh, other spots on there you had any yeah, debate over? The second guard spot for me was one of the toughest, I think, just because it's there's a lot of guys that you can make a case. Yeah. For. Uh, I think Kemba's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. And if Kyrie was especially healthy, with Boston, like as the yeah, as Boston yeah. number three, I mean, but or four, but um, if Kyrie was healthy, maybe it would be easier. Finding mm-hmm. Kyrie deserves it, um, but he's not. So you know, Trey Young right now, I think is leading the fan vote as far as second guard spot, which you can make a case for him. He's yeah, great his numbers. numbers are. Atlanta's not doing well defensively. He's not the best, but you can make a case for him just because he is so such a good offensive player. Um, there's Dinwiddie, who's really kind of. L- been helped Brooklyn kind of overcome Kyrie's absence most of the year, and he's had a really good season. There's Bradley Beal, who one of the best perimeter players in the league, um, and Jalen Brown, who's having a really good season for yeah. for Boston. But I, I just I, I went with Ben just because Philly's having a good year. Um, ben is a really good two-way player. He doesn't make threes, but um, he's one of the best, I would say, perimeter defenders out of that yeah. group. And his plus-minus numbers are very good as well. So that kind of set over the edge for me. But I was that was really the one I struggled with probably more than any of the other starting mm-hmm. spots. All right, so the way uh, the bench voting works, or I guess not voting, coaches pick it, uh, is you get two backup guards, three backup front court, and two wild card spots. Uh, so we picked what we would like to see or what we would pick um, as of today. Um, you want to just run through your... Yeah, I'll seven go, reserves first. Yeah, so I have in the front court uh, Siakam, mm-hmm. who's a lock. Lock, um, yep. He could end up being a starter. Bam, I think he's putting up all star. In my mind, a lock. Yeah, pretty much a lock. We'll One see. Of the best defenders in, as far as the front court players, and really has improved offensively for a really good team. Um, Sabonis from Indiana, um, Trey Young, Bradley Beal, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Jalen Brown. So four okay. guards, and then the three front court guys. So I had the same as you, except I went with Tatum over Jalen Brown. Um, Sabonis, I guess, in you, know, you need a pacer, and he's it's either him or Brogdon have been the two best right. guys. And and I think uh, Sabonis' numbers just been a little bit better. Uh, similar numbers actually to to Bam, although yeah. Bam is you know way better. I think as a defensive guy, um, Trey Young I think has to be in just based on the numbers. Bradley Beal, honestly, like. A month ago, I would have maybe had him as a starter, but then he missed some time. Um, and just the fact the Wizards are pretty bad. Knocks him out. Dinwiddie, I guess you need a, kind of a net, right? Like, yeah. that that last, that spot was kind of op- like open. I guess Kyle Lowry would have been a contender there. I like Devontae Graham, but the numbers just don't match up. Zach Levine has numbers, but, like, 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> in Chicago. People are, people, some people think he should be yeah. a star. I just, yeah, again, I just, I think I'd put Lowry over him just because of the team success. Yeah. And then I guess our debate then was between uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown. I guess other guys who would have been in contention would be Tobias Harris, but you can't put another yeah, sixer, yeah, I don't yeah. think. Andre Drummond, but it's just rebounds. Julius Randle's having a good year. Right. I mean, but yeah. So, so what, why do you, what, what's your pick over Brown over Tatum come down to? I think he's just a better defender. Okay. And I think offensively they're having like kind of similar seasons. I know like Tatum is known as the better uh, offensive player, but Jalen Brown has had a really good right. year. I yeah. Mean, averaging 20 points and 49% shooting, basically 40% on threes, um, six rebounds, two assists. Like he's had a really good offensive year. And then defensively, I just think he's better defensively. Mm-hmm. So I, I went with him just because of his the two-way ability that he has. Yeah. So for me, basically, when there's a tie between two guys that are they're pretty similar, I kind of just go with the guy who I would like. To see? Well, not that I'd like to see, but the guy that, like, I'd trust, essentially. Like, okay. that I want, like, if he's my number one guy, that's I who I want. Um, and I just think Tatum, even though Jalen Brown's offensive numbers are pretty much as good as his this year. Just like if I need a bucket at the end of the game and Kemba is out, I think they're going to Jason Tatum to try to get that bucket because he's kind of the guy who can create his own shot. Um, and to be fair, def- defensive metrics-wise, he's, he's actually better, good defensively he's too. Yeah, I mean, I think, but again, at the same time, it's like yeah. kind of the yeah. like the opposite where like I would rather have Jalen Brown. Like I just know he's better. Yeah. I watch, like I can see. <laughs> I, 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 those two guys probably both deserve it. So I wouldn't yeah. be upset if Jason Tate. I mean, I'm not going to be upset either way. Yeah, I mean, but could you get him? I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're both in, right? And maybe Dinwiddie be. doesn't get in or yeah. something just yeah. I think based on name recognition. The two guys really that we're leaving out, unless I'm forgetting somebody, or that I'm leaving out are Tatum and, and, and Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So both – all those guys probably deserve it. So it could be any of these guys, and I, I think you have an argument, you know, a fair argument. Yeah. So, I see your point. I, I could see yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm kind of – I looked at the defensive metrics now. I should have done that before. And Tatum's numbers Tatum, really yeah. well. You know, they're, they're, he's been a good defensive player this season. So um, both are putting up all-star numbers, I would say. All right. Let's move on to the West um, where there's pretty much four locks, I think. Who are your five? So my five were in the backcourt, Luca. Yep. Uh, James Harden. Yep. Um, Anthony Davis, yep. LeBron. Yep. Those are the four like easiest picks Those in the are world. The four easiest one. You think the fifth one, Kawhi, should be easy? And I did mm-hmm. pick Kawhi, but Kawhi has missed like close to ten. Yeah, games. I would go. I went with Jokic, but right. like it's kind of the I'm kind of breaking my rule because like Kawhi is better than Jokic. Like right. when I just say that, like he's yeah, better. Yeah, but, I need a bucket at the end. Yeah, the like Kawhi is better, but like just the amount of time he's missed. Um, Kawhi's the, I mean, to me, Kawhi is the like the best guy in the league, league, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I almost voted Jokic just because Denver's playing so well this year. Yeah. He's obviously a very good player. But Kawhi, just on both. Yeah, he's, both he's better. Yeah, he's, he's elite. I mean, he's the best player in yeah. the NBA, probably. Yeah, so, it's like weird to leave him out. Yeah. But. So I went with him, but I, you know, I could easily see Jokic getting that yeah. spot. Um, all right, let's run through the reserves real quick. Um, Obviously, you've got Jokic then as one of your front court yeah. guys. Um, what do you have for the rest of your seven? So my other front court guy is Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. Um, his numbers are just. I, I think the only guys averaging those numbers that he's that he has are Bam and and uh, Giannis. Yeah. Just all around across the, yeah, across yeah. the board. Um, Damian Lillard, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and that one that last spot I just don't know. I'm like in between four guys: Paul George, who 
again. Yeah, it's kind of the, the same deal. Yeah, I don't have him on mine, but again, it's like he's one of the seven right. best guys in the West but or whatever. Missed, like almost twenty games. That's the thing. And then mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram was having a. I mean, I'd probably go with Ingram. I would say if I had to go with this group, my other guys. I'm go Bear. Go Bear. Paul George, Brandon Ingram, Go Bear, John Morant, Russell Westbrook. Okay. So mine, I have Kawhi. Obviously, I have uh, Go Bear. I just think. Best player on Utah. I've got to get a player from there. I have, although I actually, now that I look at it, I have Dave, uh, Donovan Mitchell also. Um, I have Brandon Ingram, though, as another guy from the front court. I just think his numbers and the fact that, like, the Pelicans, I don't know if this should count, but the Pelicans are way better than I thought they were going to be, especially when Zion went out. Um, that, like, Ingram, you know, he looks like the most improved player potentially this year. Um, yeah. And then for my guards, I have Lillard as, like, kind of the obvious one. And then, like you said, you can kind of go a million different directions there. Uh, Chris Paul I have. Um, another team like OKC is just way better than I thought they were going to be. They're a playoff team. Got to get someone from there. And he's been awesome. Um, I have Mitchell, but you could easily talk me out of that because I don't know if we need two jazz mm-hmm. guys. And I would probably go with Gobert over him. Um, and then I have Devin Booker, um, whose numbers are – Really good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. And another team that's better than I thought they were going to be. And he's going to positive. I mean, his yeah. plus minus is positive on a losing team. Like, that's mm-hmm. impressive. So the most glaring omissions we have here, I guess, just in terms of, like, I think from the East we had someone from every playoff team in. In the West we don't have a Grizzly. Although, did you have Ja? I can't remember if I you did. said you did. The, 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 um, the five guys that are kind of vying for that last spot yeah. for me are Paul George, Brandon Ingram, Ja Morant, I'd love for John to get it. I'm like the biggest Jaw guy. And Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And I probably, I mean, to me, Jaw has been playing so well. The Grizzlies are in the eight, seed or eight spot right now. Mm-hmm. You can make a case. Um, but Gobert, like you said, I mean, he's defensive player of the year. Like every year pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And he's, Utah's playing really well, and he's such a big part of it, obviously. I just don't know how you leave Rudy Gobert out. And Brandon Ingram, like, there's just a lot of guys. You know, there's a lot of guys, so... I, I'm going to make a decision right here on the spot, and I'm going to put in um, Rudy Gobert. Okay. That's it. You hear me typing it in? Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting in Rudy Gobert in the last spot. So it is interesting guys. in, like, the East. I feel like we're really kind of – maybe it's because we watch the East more just because the bottom of the East is terrible. But, right. like, we really were like, you got to be in the playoffs to be in. I think combined the only guys we had not from East playoff teams that we wrote down as all-stars were – Beal and Trey Young, um, whereas in the yeah. West, I feel like we've been, like the just as we're more bad, yeah. more good bad teams in the West. Yeah, like. like so we we talked about Towns, obviously. Yeah. We talked about uh, Ingram, talked about Booker, talked yeah. Lillard. We have like as a lock. Yeah, uh, none of those guys are on playoff teams. We didn't even talk about the Spurs, but like DeRozan, DeRozan is having yeah. statistically a really one of his better seasons. Um, I mean, I think Jaws the guy people want to see, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll see him in that rookie game. Yeah. <laughs> Against Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> Against Kendrick Nunn, right. So, I mean, you'll see. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, Jaws going to have so – he's going to make the All-Star game in every other season of his career probably. Yeah. So, he can have one season off and watch it from courtside seats or something this, yeah. this year. I don't know when the coaches have to make their votes by, but if Memphis is still in the eighth seed, he, he probably should get it. Yeah. This, They're up by he, half a game as we talk right now, so like it could look the you know they could be two games out by the yeah, time yeah, we talk next games. week. But do you vote him over Chris Paul or Donovan Mitchell or like who is definitely not over Chris Paul because you need a Thunder player if you're if you're kind of making mm-hmm. that argument yeah. for 
job, but like he's in the playoffs, so you need you gotta have an all star from that team. I think you need a Thunder player. They're like clearly the seven. Like yeah, yeah, they're like they're, the seven yeah, teams are in. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and he's been awesome, and the Thunder have been you know such a pleasant surprise. I think um, a good story. Another one of those teams that's just been better than I thought they were gonna be. Um, I guess you would have to knock out Mitchell. Or Ingram, I mean, like, I, I really like Ingram. I think his numbers, just what he, and the way he's played over the last, like, month particularly, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's, like, trending in the right direction, which is true also of Ja. Um, but maybe that's the guy you knock out because... Um, the Pelicans are so, they're not... Yeah, they're, like, they're three, there's only three and a half out of the playoffs, but... I mean, it's that. And his numbers are going to tail off just inevitably when Zion gets on the floor. What's so. Paul George mean? Well, he's well, yeah. I mean, we didn't even, like, yeah. we barely talked about Paul George. and All things being equal, he probably is the guy. That yeah. And, like, the Clippers are one of the top teams in the one of the, Yeah, they're, like, the favorite pretty yeah. much to win the title. I don't know if, like, where their odds sit, whether it's them, the Lakers, or the Bucks right now. But, like. They're tied for second best record in the East, in the West pretty much. Yeah. Like, Denver, Utah, and L.A. have the same record. Yeah. So, like, they're right there. Yeah. So, I mean. And if you're just saying, like, give me the seven best guys yeah. or whatever, like, he's going to be on that list, right? Like, it's it's the five we talked about as starters, six with the one we switched, mm-hmm. Kawhi and Jokic. Um, and then, like, after that, you'd probably say Paul George, like, is the next best guy in the West, right? Yeah. I mean, he finished, like, fourth in MVP voting or whatever last year. I want. I just want to see. This is all I ask. I want to see a Bam-Jokic lineup. I want them to play together in the All-Star game. Yeah. Imagine just having two bigs who could pass the ball. Like that. <laughs> Actually, you put some bonus on the team too. Have three bigs who could just pass the ball to the high post and see what the offense looks like. That's what. That'll be fun. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Kind of weird, but it'll be fun to watch. I'm excited. Uh, so I guess the captains are what? Who they're going to be? Uh, LeBron and Giannis. Probably. LeBron and Giannis, yeah. or or does Doncic have a chance? It's been I back think. And yeah. Forth, but I think LeBron passed him recently, like the last. Uh, I'll be interested to see like where. You know, last year was Wade was the only guy we had to worry yeah. about, and like it was so obvious that LeBron was gonna somehow wind up with him. I'll be interested to like see what LeBron, particularly LeBron, if it's LeBron, thinks of a guy like Bam. Bam, yeah. It seems like I mean after when 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 Bam won the Player of the Week award, LeBron also won it, but he he posted something on social media kind of saying like congratulations, young king, and had a picture of Bam in him. Yeah. It seems like they have some type of yeah relationship. I don't know how it developed or whatever, but. It seems like they kind of have some type of relationship. And he, LeBron is a guy who appreciates Bam's game, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I, I totally so agree. Skilled. So, like, I could see him picking Bam. Yeah, and it seems like he, you know, he keeps his eye on everyone. But yeah. he always, like, does seem to keep his eye on the Heat a little bit. A little bit more than more most than teams. More than most teams, yeah. All right, I think we can wrap up there. Um, anything else before we finish up? No, uh, we're home for a while. Yeah, and then the Super Bowl is coming. the Super Bowl comes and... Yeah, people forget about the heat down here. Yeah. It's all about the Super Bowl, but yeah. we'll still be here next week. Yep. Yeah, we'll be back uh, probably around the same time next week. Um, You'll have a break from Super Bowl stuff? Yeah, hopefully. Um, <laughs> thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. You can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Are you working on anything right now you want to plug? Um, well, I have something coming up by tomorrow on an on, on adjustment Goran has made that will help well he helps he hopes will help prolong his career mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm writing something on that um and i mean other than that it's, it's just again it's an important week because they have so many home games yeah take advantage and that friday and clippers, clippers yeah we'll see what happens in that game maybe we'll uh 
even do like an emergency uh, yeah, something if something crazy happens. I will say this. The Western Conference teams get to come to Miami once. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So we'll see what type of Clippers team we get on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm mostly just working on Super Bowl stuff that you guys will probably all see in like next week or the week after. So nothing too exciting for me on the heat front. I wrote about James Johnson today. Um, nice accompaniment to this podcast. So uh, thanks, as always, for listening, uh, and we will uh, talk to you guys next week.